Aiden, can you pass me a beat? Yeah, here you go, Nathan. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Two by Bears. As usual, we're your hosts, Nathan. And I'm Hayden. And today we're going to be talking about something that hits close to home for both of us. And it's the way we try to live our lives is through the three pillars. And why don't you go through what those three pillars are? Yeah, so the three pillars are your social pillar, which is sort of like your social circle, who you hang out with, sort of like the people that you look up to in your social environment. And also your family, right? It's to do with all relationships within your life. Yeah. And then the next one is your self-image. And so that's sort of like how you view yourself, how you feel about yourself, also your mental side as well. So you can sort of like gauge that on, it's sort of all the three pillars connect to each other. Yep. And that's really important to understand is they do. Yeah. And then the final pillar is your work pillar. And it's sort of, you know, work stress when it gets to you, it's like, that's part of the work pillar. That's how you deal with it and how you can use your resources in the workplace. Yep. And I mean, how we came to these pillars is if you look at your daily, daily life, you know, how is the, your life divided? You sleep. Then outside of that, you go to work, you know, that's eight hours of your day. You come home and, you know, you'll have a conversation with someone, whether it's your significant author, whether it's your family or whether it's your friends. And then outside of that, your spare time, what are you doing? You're looking after yourself. You're going to the gym. You might be reading a book and taking care of your mental side. And that's how we really came to the conclusion that your life can be based on these three key pillars. Yeah. And so Hayden, how are your three pillars going at the moment? So I think my pillars are going quite well. They've been over the years, you know, some have been up, some have been down, all of them have been down at different stages in my life. However, at the moment, they're going quite strong. You know, my work is awesome. As I've spoken about before, I started a new job um, at the start of February, sorry, start of March, and that really helped strengthen that work pillar that was down for, you know, months and months. And then, you know, my physical health, you know, my self-image pillar is currently down. You know, I haven't been going to the gym. I haven't been working on myself, you know. My body's getting a bit out of shape, which is taking a bit of a hit to my mental side of my self-image. And then finally, my social circle, I think, you know, that that always is being built up and going down. You know, some nights I'll be going out heavy and then I've got anxiety the next day. Yeah. You know, like sometimes my friends will keep building me up or I'm in a self-destructive mode. But I think at the moment, you know, they, they are quite strong. You right. know, like I'm just in a good, good space. You know, as I like to say, if two pillars are up and one is down, you're usually doing okay. Yeah. You know, when more than two are down and only one is up, it's kind of a different story. But so at the moment, because your work pillar is at like pretty much an all-time high for like a year or so, would you say that it's giving you the confidence to make you feel better with your self-image? Yeah, that's that's a really good point that you raised because having a strong work pillar means I have a strong foundation throughout my day. You know, like I'm going into the day yeah. happy. It also gives you structure for the week because you know that you're going to do something that's, you know, positive for you and for your workplace. Yeah, something enjoyable. So like my mental state, you know, my self-image pillar is strong because I can wake up in the morning and I'm ready to attack the day. I'm ready to just get in, go, go, go. Yeah, take it on head on. Yep. And then when I finish work, you know, like I'm in a happy mood. I'm not depressed and want to sleep. I'm not, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to go home and do nothing. You know, I'm like, okay, it's been a good day. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. How can I finish off? finish it off on a high yeah you know read a book you know just do something constructive and you know that also ties into the social pillar you know i've had a good day let's go see a friend let's see how they're doing let's go pull them up you know they've had a shit day beautiful let's go out let's have a chat try and cheer them up a bit yeah so it really helps you know a whole encompassing of things and it's really really exciting for me to be in this position again because it hadn't been i haven't been this way in about a year you know when my work pillar was down everything was down for me yeah and it was very hard to climb back up but you know you get there and i think that's the whole idea of this is 
it comes and it goes. You know, it's not three always won't be up. You know, two won't always be up. But as long as you know that the structure is in place, you can look to fix them. Yeah, and you can also like evaluate what's going on. When you understand like, hey, I'm good at work, I'm good with my friends, but I'm not feeling so good in myself, you can sort of look at yourself and say, is it work pulling me down? Is it just myself? Am I, you know, a bit of head noise? And you can sort of like judge off that. I think that's a really good thing that you touched on then. It's it's a good way to evaluate what's going wrong in your life. You know, if you're in a bad spot at the moment, it gives you a guiding post to basically say, okay, let's segment what is wrong with my life and let's pinpoint what's bad yeah and from that point you can then start to fix it yeah you can address it and i guess that's where we're going to come to next is your work pillar was down for a while um prior to you moving jobs right yeah yeah and so you know talk me through you know when you were in that dark spot did you know it was work that was pulling you down or how did you go about evaluating that part of your life so yeah at this time i was working in the bar and pretty much i pretty much knew like when i started working in the bar i was only working there because it was you know, money and, you know, I was just getting out and actually getting to do something. And straight away when I was working there, they were sort of more than happy to pull us up and like put us into like higher promoted jobs and what we deserve to be in. And so I sort of went into a managerial role quite early on. And to me, that was like, it was quite, I was happy. I was like feeling good about myself and, you know, it was making my workplace nice because I was sort of teaching the older people like, hey, we don't have to be grumpy and assholes. Like, you know, I know that you have to work till 1 a.m., 2 a.m., but like, let's just get through it. Let's be happy. You know, at dinner time, I'd go and buy them all like a coffee or whatever they wanted. And it's just, it was building that moral support because I was in a positive mindset of where I was working. And that was when your work pillar was strong, right? That, that's when it was strong, yeah. And that, so you were just happy. So you knew it was strong is because you enjoyed the work that you were doing, the people, and you were just happy to be there, having a positive impact on the people around you. Yeah, and it ended up like, during that time, it ended up being quite, like, it made us, our team work better together. And, you know, as months went on, I sort of stopped, like, I stopped getting as many manager shifts. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, because they picked up someone else. And I was like, maybe this person's just a bit better than me. Maybe they know what they're doing a bit more. Like, they, maybe they can pull better numbers. I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. And so then I started going into working functional shifts. Yeah. And so when I was working functional shifts, I asked for a promotion to be the function manager. And my workplace sort of just said, no, like, you're not ready for it. And it was really, like, demotivating. It was like, gave me nothing to look forward to didn't want to be there and then I lo- started looking for new jobs to try and break free of that like downward toxic workplace and they th- like I sent my CV and obviously you have to recommend someone and I recommended my work and they were just shutting me back like they were telling the other place not to hire me wow yeah so it was just a really toxic place in general but what it uh, what it took for me to assess that was when I was asking like hey can you pull me up I want to go to the next step can you like give me some motivation to stay at work? And they were just knocking me back time after time. It was just absolutely killing me. So do you think time after time, that was when your work pillar just started to crumble? Yeah, I think slowly they were knocking back at it and then yep. eventually it just crumbled. Wow. And, yeah. So that was like the moment where I was like really sure of I needed to make a change for myself because it was sort of, I was just going to work for, you know, going to work. And were your other pillars taking a hit at the time as well? So was your social life, you know, here and here and there and was your self-image or were they still quite strong, those two pillars? Well, I would say that my self-image is sort of always pretty strong. I would sort of, when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't really say like, hey, look at yep. this. 
fat fuck. Yeah. I just look at myself and I'm like, fuck, like, look at this big boy. Yeah. He's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> look at this big ego. Yeah, big ego. That's it, always. <laughs> um, but yeah, my socials, um, social side was taking more of a hit because, you know, instead of getting the six till midnight shifts that were manager shifts, I was starting to get the, you know, nine o'clock till 3 a.m. shifts. And so mm. then you can't see friends at all. And, you know, I wasn't really keen to go out anymore either. I was sort of, it was just hitting me like way harder than my thought. Yep. And so it was really hard to come out of, but that like, I, eventually I just looked at myself and I said, look, I need to make a big change because they weren't going to allow me to make a small change within yep. the within the company. So. Yep. And was it daunting for you at first when you realized that, you know, this pillar is completely gone? Because I've been there, right? With my work, my pillar was absolutely fucked. Yeah. And what I had to do was move jobs, right? Similar to you. Was it daunting at that time? Yeah, it was really scary because I think at the time I was like 20, I mm. think. And, you know, I pretty much just said to my work, put me on one day a week. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I need some money, but put me on one day. I just don't want to be here. Because your mental health wasn't worth no. the reward, right? No, because I was like suffering. I was like, I don't want to be at work. And then going home, I was not really keen to see my friends. And yep. I was like a bit in two minds about it. But it was very daunting taking on the task of looking for new jobs, going to interviews. Interviews are still my least favorite thing. Yep. I hate them. I love them. <coughs> yeah, because it's big ego again. Yeah, big ego, big talk. That's it. <laughs> You're all talk, but so. Wolf, wolf, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, after I, you know, decided what I wanted to do, after a few good chats with you, which was, you know, my social circle picking me up yep. and saying, look, you're better than this. You will find what you want to do. And, you know, after a few of our chats, that sort of what was what steered me. Like, say, I can do this. Like, I had that motivation. I had faith in myself. To start re-picking up the pillar that was once gone, right? Yeah. And I guess that's the thing, right, is when one of those pillars is gone, you know, you'd either have help from someone or you've got to realize that, you know, I think you said this off air was... You know, when that pillar's gone, pick it up, move it somewhere else and start yeah. again. Yeah, you have to replant it and start yeah. again. And, you know, it's it was very daunting. And especially because, like, I hadn't really had much hands-on before. So, I was really going into a full-on environment. And it was all systems go. Yeah. But and it was good. Yeah, right. That's really interesting to hear. And, I mean, are you much happier now with that your pillar's planted? Do you find that your life is a bit more centered? I would say, yeah, there's a lot more structure now. And... You know, just even getting that knowledge, I just feel a lot better about, like, I know a lot more. Uh, like, obviously, it's specific to the industry, but yep. I still feel like I know much more, which is, you know, I feel better about myself. Yeah, right. And I guess now, if we look to the social pillar, so, you know, your work pillar has been here, there, and I guess that's, a, you know, how it's gone down and been built back up. And then if you look at, reflect on your social circle, when's been a time that your social pillar has been down? And why is that? Oh, good question. <laughs> Um, I would say that my social pillar was down maybe halfway through co through the first lockdown of COVID because they said, you know, you can't go out, but you can have people at your house. And, you know, with my friends, they're sort of like full, full send or no send, right? Yep. They're very similar to us. And so like, I'd invite the boys over, you know, come around at six o'clock and it would just always be like a three, four AM night. Yep. And the head noise from that was absolutely horrible. And it was sort of like I was like understanding in myself that I was part of the problem, but I wanted to, you know, I want, I was trying to better it. I was trying to say like, look, let's not do this. Let's have a 10 p.m. night. Let's yeah. not have a 4 a.m. night. Or even just start at a midnight, right? Don't go to the four yeah. from a 4 to 10, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And so it was just like, it was absolutely getting out of hand. And like at the end, I was just like, look, I've got to do it. I've got to cut myself off for a bit. Cut myself off. For, I think I went two months sober and... 
like never look back. Like after that, I just I'm not a four a.m. person anymore. Yeah, I mean there are times that we, you and I, will still go out to four a.m. Don't yeah. get, don't get us wrong, right? But you know, it's not to what the extent of what we're used to. And yeah, because at this stage as well, my friends were pushing so heavily to just do it three nights a week, like from Friday night to the whole way through. And like, I, like and again, that's like you know whether you realize it or not at the time, that is chipping away at your social pillar. Yeah, it's super destructive. Because like again, if you look back at how they all interrelate, if you're going out three four a.m. and you've got work the next day, you know your work, you're going into work with a shit attitude. Like yeah. fuck this, I want ten, like I want another couple of hours of sleep. You yeah. know, I don't want to work on this. I don't want to do this. And then you know you get to the end of the day. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to look after my mental health. Yeah. Oh, the boys are out drinking. Let's go out drinking. Yeah, because it's an easier option. Yeah. And did you notice that when you went those two months sober, that your self-image was getting better? I mean, I know you said, you know, you've never looked at yourself and been like, look, this fat fuck. Yeah. But I mean, looking at the mental side of the self-image, yeah. did you find that that was getting more stronger? Yeah, because with me, it's definitely mental image more than physical. Because when I look at myself, as I said before, I'm a bit full ego. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. He's looking good. <laughs> but so my mental side, like I hold on to so much. Like you could say something to me and it means nothing. And I'd be thinking about it at 3am like yeah. tonight. Like it's so bad. And so like, I just rethink situations. And when I was drinking heavily, like like three, four nights a week, just go home and just be like thinking about why did I do this? Why did I do that? And so your mental health is just absolutely deteriorating Yeah, at a rapid rate. And I mean, it's crazy how interrelated it is all tied. Yeah. Um, because I felt the same way, you know, when like I, I see self-image more physical side for me. Yeah. Like my like my mental health is closely tied to my physical health. Yeah. Because as much as I have a big ego, if I'm a bit inflated and chubby, you know, like I'm like, I will take a hit to the ego. Like yeah. I'm like, you know, are you really worth what you're doing now, Nick? Like, are you ready for, you know, life basically? Yeah. And so when I start to get back to the gym and, you know, get moving, I'm able to, it pumps the endorphins yeah, and it helps get me into a stronger mindset and that starts to build my uh, physical and self-image pillar and that drives into my work and social pillar. But so when you were trying to get back into the gym, like, because obviously, like when you started your new job, did you straight away say, I want to get back into the gym as well? Or were you a bit like, my, my work pillar is picking up, maybe I'll wait a bit and then... Yeah, I, I waited a little bit. That is a good point because I think if I tried to build two at once... It does get too much. Yeah. So, you know, I planted the seeds. You know, if you take the analogy of you take the pillar that's broken, you plant it somewhere else. Yeah. I watered that and I let it grow for a couple of weeks and yeah. I just saw, you know, okay, you know, this pillar's working, right? You know, the work pillar is slowly going up that I can see the brick by brick getting laid. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm now happy with where this is at and I know it's going to keep sustaining itself. Now let's work on this other pillar yep. being my self-image mm -hmm. and the physical health. And then, you know, move that, plant it, start watering it. And then it's an exponential thing. You know, they work in tandem. As my self-image grows, I get better at my work. So yeah. then my work grows and then it's just an exponential build. And then for me, then it builds into the social side of things. Okay, I've got my work pillar that's now growing. It's happy. You know, I'm on a good, strong self-image. Like I'm going to the gym, I'm doing what I want. And now let's bring in the social circle. And I guess for me, that is my mindset when it comes to those three pillars. And I know for you, it's slightly different in how they interrelate. So let's talk through how do you see them interrelating in your life? Well, I would say that they're quite similar. I would say that once, you, once I started my new job, it sort of allowed me to have more of a social life and more of a positive social life. I was, you know, going out and it also boosted my confidence a lot because I ended up going out and talking to a lot more girls. So 
Yeah, Tinder sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Or or any bars or clubs that uh need need uh Nathan here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was sort of like it was just building me up in a different way, a way that I hadn't thought about. Like because like when something's happening over time, you sort of lose yourself in it. You're not really seeing the effects. That's that's it, right? It's it's hard when you're immersed, fully immersed in, I guess anxiety and whatever's else around you when you're drowning in the deep end you don't really notice anything else around you other than trying to get out or just what's crushing you yeah it's a really hard spot to be in but that's why the biggest step is to you know step back evaluate and really see what's failing and how to fix it yeah and i mean that's the thing uh, what's what's the beauty of the three pillars is you know your support pillar as you called it nathan once was you know i see my support pillar as my self-image my physical health if my physical health is happy I can tend to drive my work and my social pillar. That is my founding pillar. But that's also the pillar that you find easiest to change, right? Correct. And that's, I know for you, I think it's work you said. Yeah. And I guess that's why the beauty of this is your founding pillar is going to be different from everyone. Yeah. From person to person. And I guess it's about finding what that founding pillar is. And if you are just drowning in utter anxiety, depression or something, just segment your life into those three things and really think, okay, what is my founding pillar? And start there. Yeah. And sort of, so what would you say, like, if you're really struggling with, you know, your friends are toxic or you have a toxic self-image, the first step is obviously to step back and look at it. But how do you, like, if it's your friends that are really toxic, how do you address them? So, so okay, that's a good example. I would say, why is my friend group toxic? You know, is it me? So say an easy example of that. Which is, is also low self-esteem. It is. like That's what that goes down to as well. Right. And it's like, you know, I know that in my friend group, I would probably be one of the toxic ones, for right. instance. You know, like I'm self-aware enough to know that if we go out drinking, for instance, I'll be self-destructive driving everyone to yeah. do something bad. And so, you know, if your friend group is toxic and when your social circle is toxic, you know, okay, is it you? No, it's not you. It's this particular person. Okay. Just don't go out with that particular person. Like, you know, start to hang one-on-one with other people outside of that person who might be toxic. So then, you know, if you don't want to completely cut them off, just really try to identify what is the cause. You know, we spoke about it before, the initiator. Yeah. Who is the initiator in your group that's causing this toxicity? And remove yourself from them in particular. Right. So if it was the full group, you go out with them, you feel like you have to drink. Maybe they're not forcing you to drink, but, you know, there's a leader that's forcing you and being that toxic person in the friendship. Like... Do you, would you just cut them off or would you sort of... Because personally, I think that I would just cut myself off from that group. I think I would do the same. And if you're not strong enough to do that, I mean, it's a different story. But I think that is the only way to really get out of that situation is remove yourself. It's the easiest and hardest thing to do. Yeah, because you can be stuck in that mindset of like, you know, my work's not too good. My social life is horrible. I Like I have to change myself, but I don't want to make that first step. Yeah. And making the first step can grow you yourself in a huge way like once you take a step back from your friends and say oh i'm actually i'm better than this like you know my friends are being shit to me like on the weekend but i don't care i can find a better job i can do yep. gym i can find something that makes me feel better about myself sorry yeah i mean that's true and you know i guess if you wouldn't want to t- cut them off completely what advice would you give well i would say like this it's pretty similar thing personally i just cut myself off from the group yeah like that's the easiest way for me and I've done it a fair few times. Just try to withdraw. You know, yeah. if you're going out within three nights a week, maybe just choose one. Yeah. You know, if you're going... Small out, steps. Small steps. You know, if you're going out once a week, maybe go out once every two weeks. Yeah. Little things. And, you know, that'll give you confidence to 
make bigger changes down the track. And I mean, now following this line of thought, you know, if your work pillar is absolutely broken, what are some of the steps or advice you would give to someone in that situation? You know, maybe they don't want to move jobs or they don't have the luxury. Yeah. Well, I would say personally, I'm more likely to reach out to the higher ups. I'm more likely to reach out to HR or to, you know, just the supervisor and just say, this is going on. Like, you know, if someone's bullying you at work or if they're just giving you a hard time, giving you all the shit jobs to do. The first step, in my opinion, is to just say something. Cause, and you can say it to the person. I've said it plenty of times to the guy that's giving me shit jobs at my work. And at the time, they sort of are like, yeah, yeah, but we just need to get through it. But when you speak to the higher-ups, they can sort of actually say, yeah, we see that you're in a shit spot and it's because of this person, the way they're treating you. Mm. And then they've justified it. That's in my case. So it's just communication, right? I would say so, yeah. Communication's yeah. a big part. Absolutely, okay. I definitely agree with that. I mean, of course, there's been times similar for me, you know, I was able to fix my work pillar a few times. I didn't have to move it, but I was able to fix it and rebuild because of communication. But then in the end, I did have to move it. But, you know, at the time, I didn't have the luxury to move it. So it was communication. And then I guess finally, we'll move to the social pillar. Uh, sorry, the self-image pillar. Yeah. What's, you know, how, how could you go about fixing that? So I guess you, you like to see it more on the mental side. Mm -hmm. So how would you go about, you know, rebuilding your mental, mental health? Well, I like to pick up other like weird hat. Uh, hobbies and stuff i like to pick up you know i like to read but I'd often when i'm in that self-destructive mindset i don't find the time for it because i'm just you know i'm doing like lazy things i'm doing things that don't benefit me mm. and so the first step is sort of you know instead of watching tv for two hours i'll pick up a book and just start reading it but well, like i go through like ups and downs same as anyone but when i'm at an all-time low it's so hard to pick out of it i often need my friends to like yep. you know I I reach out to them. Same thing, communication. That's key. I reach out to my friends, say, look, I'm, do you want to go for ice cream? And then you go for ice cream, you go talk, tell them something. They give you a positive insight or they might just listen. And that's all you need at the end of the day. Yeah, personally, I prefer the listening approach. That's th yeah. the approach that I take myself as well when someone's telling me something. Well, more often than not, you just need someone to listen. Yeah, and that's the thing, finding that person. There's always someone that's seeing the best in you and that's why finding that person in your social group can help. Yeah. Lot definitely agree with that and i guess we're going to leave you with that and don't forget do find your founding pillar it's so so important and just when you're in a dark spot try to segment your life in whatever way suits you you know three pillars suits for us you know it's your self-image it's your social and it's your work pillar so thank you all for listening this has been another episode of two blind bears don't forget to like share and subscribe